When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Keith. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Here we go on the Big Friday show. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, okay, Rodney, let's start with uh, Trevor Bauer. And we do know that Major yes. League Baseball has extended his administrative leave for at least a week. What does that mean? That means it gets paid for another week as they continue to investigate. And we also know that the Pasadena police are continuing their investigation. No charges have been brought. No charges have been filed. The only thing filed was a restraining order. And Trevor Bauer will go to court July 23rd or his representatives will. But that's the only thing that has been filed at this point. No criminal charges, no assault charges have been filed. But baseball works in its own way. And baseball can investigate and come up with its own conclusion, regardless of what the police say. You have to believe that the Dodgers, the police, and MLB have all talked. I think that's safe to say, wouldn't you? Oh, without question. Without question. They've all talked. All all security people, personnel, police departments, uh, FBI, they've all had conversations. So, yeah, they're all intertwined and in the loop about this whole situation. Okay, so when people are saying, you know, and we still continue to hear it, he's innocent until proven guilty. He works for a company. He works for Major League Baseball. The Dodgers are part of Major League Baseball. And in Major League Baseball, the agreement between the players and the company is collectively bargained. So this is in place. They're not doing anything at all other than what they have collectively bargained. And when people say, well, the Dodgers need to do something, That doesn't work that way. That's not in the collective bargaining agreement. This is Major League Baseball making a decision. Then the Dodgers can choose to do whatever they want after Major League Baseball makes its decision. What could the Dodgers do? Well, the Dodgers could say, even if baseball says, all good, continue on. I don't think that's going to happen, and we'll get into it. But even if baseball said that, the Dodgers could say, we're going to buy him out. It's going to cost us a lot of money, but he doesn't fit our brand. He doesn't fit our image. We don't want that guy pitching for us. They could do that. I'm not saying they would, but they could. But they can't do anything, Rodney, until baseball makes its decision. Mike DiGiovanna did a great thing in the Times today, and it actually caught my attention because baseball has done what it's wanted in the past and come to its own conclusions. And in situations like this, if you just read and look into what they've done, 
You've got to believe Trevor Bauer, no matter what the criminal investigation turns out to be. I think he's going to sit, Rodney. I don't think baseball is going to is going to throw him right back in there. I mean, they have nailed guys. They have taken guys out for seemingly far worse. And those pictures were very damning. Uh, look at Addison Russell of the Cubs. He was charged for domestic violence against his ex-wife. Okay. Uh, ultimately, they divorced. But baseball suspended Russell. He was not criminally charged. Correct. What you're saying. Yeah, what I'm saying Addison is. Russell. Right. Right. But they still. Not. He wasn't. Yeah. Right, right. But you know right. what? They still sat him. They still sat him. Yeah. They said, that doesn't look good for our business. That doesn't look good for our brand. Baseball can do what baseball wants. If you just check the list, former Toronto closer, Roberto Asuna, suspended 75 games after his arrest on suspicion of assaulting the mother of a three-year-old child. Prosecutors eventually withdrew the assault charge as part of a plea agreement. He still sat for 75 games. He's now with the Houston Astros. Closer for the Mets, Familia, arrested on a misdemeanor violence charge, later dismissed. Former pitcher Stephen Wright, Boston pitcher, had misdemeanor charges of domestic assault dropped, still received 15-game suspensions. So what I'm saying here is that in this situation, no matter what the authorities find, no matter what the police come up with, baseball can do what it believes is in the best interest of its game of its brand. And that being said, if you just think about it like that, I don't think we're going to see Trevor Bauer pitching for the Dodgers anytime soon. Yeah. Especially I think when, with them extending the the leave of absence uh, for, for, for them to continue their investigation, look, and you said it exactly right. Look, they're, they're, major league baseball can act alone, but there obviously there's criminal, and there's a criminal investigation which is ongoing, and they can wait. But even with the criminal investigation, baseball can do its own thing. Baseball, all of these leagues, any company, any private company, or any company for that matter, has their own set of conduct policies. I mean, even in baseball, and you mentioned Addison Russell, um, even though he wasn't criminally charged, but he they found that Major League Baseball found that he violated uh, their domestic violence policy and their sexual assault and child abuse policy. Um, there's a clause in everybody's contract that is a conduct detrimental to the team. And that's an internal thing. So it could go, Fred, that he doesn't get charged by, he doesn't get criminally charged. Right. Major League Baseball decides that Major League Baseball said, okay, then we're going to wash our hands if he's not criminally charged. But then it could fall on the Dodgers and say, that's not the guy that we want as a part of our organization as a team. And the Dodgers could get rid of him or suspend him or do what they want to do with him as well. So there's layers to this that can happen. And it doesn't. It doesn't look good at this point, given you know the, the history of the guys that you just mentioned. But I'm looking at it from a three-pronged situation that Major League Baseball could do something. But also the Dodgers individually could say, you know what? As you mentioned, let's buy this guy out. It's not, it's not worth our, our headache. Or they could stand 100% by him and go, look, until criminal charges are filed or we find out from, a, from the criminal side, we're going to base our decision totally on that 
and go from there. We've seen it in other situations. I mean, Ray Rice in football was another one, you know, that was going through that and they suspended him and while they did the investigation. So uh, a lot of things can happen. But to your point, it, it doesn't look great for him uh, returning anytime soon. Let me give you this one. Sam Dyson, you know the name? He's a free agent reliever. He was suspended 162 games last winter after his former girlfriend painted a pattern of verbal and emotional abuse and provided photos of her bruised arms to Jupiter, Florida police. Dyson was not criminally charged. Now listen to that again. She had pictures. She showed them. She was not, he was not criminally charged. And he was suspended an entire season, 162 games. That's why those pictures that you saw online, I don't even know if they're up there anymore, but they were there initially, I think are very damning, Rodney. Those pictures, you can't unsee what you've seen. No, you can't. And, uh, you know, and (laughs) whether it was consensual or not, I, I think for a lot of people, it's like, okay, this is a little bit dark, right? And is this something, and I think that's why, obviously, they took the bobblehead night away, but the jersey as well is like, I don't know, this, this is a guy we're going to trot out there as a symbol for our, our, our Dodgers. We got other guys that, that will, people can gravitate to, so we don't need to push Trevor Bauer in that direction. But, yeah, you can't unsee the pictures. You can't unhear what they were doing together, whether some of it was consensual. We still don't know all of it, but. Uh, apparently a lot of what they did was consensual and that's the world. Look, anybody can do what they want to do behind closed doors as long as you're not really hurting anybody. And, and it, it seems as though it, it just got out of hand, Fred. And, and it's, um, it's a real tough one because it's something that is not mainstream that some, you know, some people do have a dark side that they go to. Um, but this one has come to light and not everybody's comfortable with it. Did you, uh, Read what Dave Stewart said, former Dodger pitcher. Did you have a chance to see this? Okay. So basically, he he commented on the situation, and he he's just disgusted by the whole thing. And the gist of it was, you know, you're a man. You're, you're a man, and you actually know right from wrong. You have to know if someone comes to you and says, I want to get beat up, you know, there might be, with all due respect, somebody's dealing with something. Nobody walks into a situation and says, here's what I want you to do. What is it? I want you to pound my face in while we're having sex. That's what I want. Hold I on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do, how do, how do, how, we, we don't know that. Well, there are we, people that just Google something. No, I get just that. Just go to in sites that yeah, we have out there. Yeah, but so you, you can't think, say, oh, the people would not do that. No, but wouldn't you think, Rodney, somebody That's, that would I, do I, that. Has I don't agree issues. with it, but you can't say people... Wouldn't you think somebody like that, that is dealing with something inside? Somebody is, is you know, not, is dealing with demons and things. I understand when things can get a little rough and a little out of hand and some people like it. I get that. But if you're a man and someone drives from San Diego and says, okay, what I really want you to do is just crack me real good and just pound me and just beat me. Come on, you you as a human being know maybe she has some issues. Maybe this person is dealing with some stuff inside. I can't be a part of that. I can't add to that. I understand 
you know, what happens behind closed doors and things might get a little rough and that. What you if know. you like it too, though? What if you like it too? What if you're part of that too? I mean, obviously that's how, that's how they met because they both enjoyed the same thing. So, and, and a lot of times in those situations, it goes too far. We've seen tragedies, right, where people have done things and it's gone too far and someone needs, they're strangled and die, you know, because they were in a sexual situation that turned, it went too far or no one knew how to stop it. And that happens all the time. But people have their fetishes and people have their rushes. No, you know, people do dangerous things to get that high or that rush all the time. There's people that go f jump in a car and drive 150 miles an hour because they need that rush. They need that thing. Or jump out of a plane or a skydive or free fall or climb uh, a mountain or do several different things. This just happens to be a sexual thing that they are into. But I don't necessarily think, oh, something's wrong with that person because they have this particular fetish. It may be just they have that particular fetish. I don't know. To me, all right, I'll ask you. I know the I think I know the answer. I mean, I know you as well as I know you. Fair? <laughs> I know you as well as I know you. Fair. Okay. And I yes. would say that prior to us knowing each other, we both had lives. Yes. Fair? Okay. Correct. I've been on TV a long time. You're a professional athlete. You, you had far more notoriety than I did, but I had a tad bit, okay? You had a lot. Okay. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't give me, Fred, don't get me started on you since the since the 80s. Okay. Come on, man. Okay. In L.A., I'll tell you, you what, had notoriety. Let me tell you something. Hell of a place to be in the 80s. Yes. In L.A. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know it. Let's leave it right there. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. That being said. <laughs> so, that being said. You know, something, uh, an opportunity presents itself and you're going to become friendly with someone. And this person says, you know, you know what I want you to do? I just want you to hit me in the head. I want you to hit me in the head while we're doing it. I want you to make me feel, I want you to just, just ball up your fist and punch me in the face. Would you do that? <laughs> what kind of question is that, Fred? The question is, the question is, Kevin, you would is not he saying that. that with a straight face right now? No, the question is, no, Fred, I, would, I would not, I right. would, I would not, Fred, I would not, I personally, no, I would not do that. And I know you too. I, I don't think you would, no. or anybody that's on this line, Kevin, I don't think we would do, no, because we do know each other. But let me tell you this. As you mentioned, I've been well-traveled in my life and been in several different types of scenarios and different types of locker rooms and different and, and in college and areas where some of the things that guys were doing, you're like, wow, wow. Things that we can't discuss on air. It would have to be, you know, with a lot of bleeps, but... Yeah, people are into a lot of different things. And I don't think it starts, always starts that way, Fred. I think it starts with, you know, maybe, you know, I, I like to, I like it rough. And then, no, do this to me. No, do that. No, do this. A little bit this. More, more, more this. And it escalates to a level of, like, you probably go to a point of no return. And people get numb to certain things, just like any type of, you know, addiction, drug, or whatever it may be, that you get numb to it for a certain period and you want more of it. And it turns into something that uh, that that, get, that goes too far, I believe, in, in a lot of these situations. 
but I don't necessarily think it's like, oh, you know, something automatically I don't go to, oh, something's mentally wrong with that person. Kevin, what do you think? It just got a different fetish. Some people are freaky, Fred. Yeah, I understand it It's now. Freaky Friday. Yeah, I get it. It <laughs> may be unfortunate for someone You're... who may like those sorts of things, but if I am a prominent public figure and I know something like this could possibly be used uh, against me or something, yeah. I don't know if I'll place myself in that situation and be able to show that restraint and say, look, I know this might be something that you're into. Hell, I might be too. But I, where I am right now in my yeah. life, I can't do that. I just can't put myself at risk. I, I don't want to put you at any physical physical risk, number one, and I can't put myself at any personal risk, legal risk in any situation like this, so I'm going to have to decline right now. I think that's probably the best way for somebody yeah, in his situation to handle it. Absolutely, Kevin. I agree with you, and that sounds great at 12.15 in the afternoon on the radio talking about it, but when you're sitting there at 2 a.m. in the morning and you're scrolling – and you got a lot of time on your hands, and you you do have the access to call up and whether it's pay for it, send something for someone, and do anything you want to do. Sometimes you push that envelope, whether and you don't always sit back and think, "Hey, I'm a public figure." I mean, we we look at Tiger Woods. That number one thing with him was, what in the world? Why is he using his own phone, cell phone, doing this, doing all these? Everything that's traceable right back to him when he's Tiger Woods could hire 50 people to front for him before he did all these things. He was doing it himself. And, and so same thing with Trevor Bauer and a lot of these guys. You don't think that way when you're in the moment. And we're off. Dan White, you'll join us next. We'll get into the NBA Finals. And uh, would you like to see DeAndre Jordan back in Los Angeles? We'll get into that. Later this hour, play a little uh, Know Your Squad. And we'll give you the cue to call. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. Fred and I are 10,000 miles apart, but it's all good because we don't care. We don't care, and our minds are together as one. Always. Okay, well, that being said, Nature Boy has tweeted the show, and I don't know why he Nature had to Boy. do this. Yeah, I don't know why. He listens every day. We appreciate it. Maybe Rodney likes a good spanking, Fred. What? Why? Why is that necessary? I don't understand. What are you doing? Talk, they talking about my fetishes, Fred? That's what, apparently what they're talking about. That's I don't know. All right, thank you, Nature Boy. Also, got you know I, I hope at some point today we hear something from Bia. You know, Rodney and Kevin are in charge of the music. I'm such a big Bia fan. Yes, I, I hope we have something. Are today. you? Yeah, you like Bia? I love Bia. I hope maybe we, we can. Let, maybe I think there's something new from Bia. Maybe we we can check into that. Yeah, I'll dig something you. up for you, Fred. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But you know I'm a huge fan. Uh, now, yeah, you are. Now a man that really loves Bia as well. Uh, the illustrious Stan Wojcicki, who was at the NBA Finals last night, has concluded his tour of the NBA season and will soon be headed to the coronavirus capital of the world, Tokyo, for the Olympics. Dan, how are you? Well, now, I sound, now I'm feeling nervous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's ended up pretty good place mentally, Fred. Um now, now I'm a little anxious. 
Okay. Well, let, let's let's alleviate your anxiety with the NBA Finals first. Okay. Then we'll get you nervous. So the Suns sure. jumped out to a okay. 2-0 lead. Uh, they they so far mm-hmm. clearly have been superior. Uh, yeah. What, what can Mike Budenholzer do to hold on to his job in Milwaukee? I mean, I, 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 I they just need Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday to make shots. I, like I, I, I don't think it's like wildly complicated. Sort of what's happened to the Bucks here a little bit. Um, you need to be, you know, a um, you, you like the Bucks need to be an A basketball team. You know, you you can't have a B minus night um, against the Suns in Phoenix, particularly where Phoenix, for all the talk about how lucky they've been and and they have been lucky, um, have had a really nice run this postseason. Like you watch that basketball team, guys. I don't know about you. I watch them and I'm like, this team makes a lot of sense. They all kind of fit together. Um, it all sort of works, and um, like it, it, they're they're very very good. And I think people are, are like they're good on both ends. They are a good offense. They are a good defense, and you have to play well to beat them. And Milwaukee, I think, you know, in in, in game two, um, <clears throat> you know, they did some stuff a little bit better. I I, I thought uh, I I still am not. You, you know, if, if Milwaukee goes home and wins two, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I have hopes that this will be a good series and a competitive series. But but you're right. Phoenix has played much better in, in these two games. And, um, you, you know, I think you have to project some stuff onto Milwaukee. Um, as far as Mike Budenholzer losing his job, I, you know, I, I, I don't know that they have the appetite to make that change after, after going to the NBA Finals. It certainly seemed more likely had they lost to Brooklyn. Um but but they've responded well in these situations. They've gotten better as the series have gone along, which has not always been the case in Milwaukee. So, you know, those things sometimes point to coaching. So, you know, maybe he's done an okay job. It's just a matter of, you know, we'll see if he can do it again. Yeah, I mean, in that uh, in that crazy where the where sports are, it's not just the NBA, but it's baseball it's it's football too you can go to the finals and you don't win it and and the narrative for Budenholzer yeah. would be we got to get rid of him we got to get rid of him and that's that's just it's just unbelievable how that how that turns out and how that is but you mentioned Milwaukee and I I I think the same way I think they'll make a series out of it but they do need Middleton and Holiday to play like they played when Giannis was hurt and they played Brooklyn they need to be those guys that stepped it up yeah, because hard, they're going to need it all for yeah. Phoenix yeah, no, I know yeah, it's hard, but they need those guys because Giannis can do that, and I think Phoenix and you know Monty Williams is so smart. You, you, okay, Giannis, you can get yours. That's fine. We're gonna, uh, those other two guys got to beat us, and you got to take something well, away. Yeah. And and I think he's smart enough to do that. And I would say you know, but I'm not ruling out because they were look look at the final. I mean, the playoffs this year. You know, Milwaukee was down 0-2 to Brooklyn. They came back and did that. We saw the Clippers be sure. down 0-2. Uh, a couple of times and come back and win. So I'm not ruling it out. Phoenix is hot. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm not ruling it out. But I will say this about the Suns, because as you know, Dan, I'm on this trip, and we kick it around the dinner table, you know, myself and Magic Johnson and LL Cool J and Samuel L. Jackson. We kick it around a lot talking about the NBA Finals. And I told him, I told him, I told him I I was coming on with Dan. I was coming. I was coming on with Dan Wakey today. They all got excited because they wanted to ask, me to ask right. you this. Yes, that Phoenix being in it like they are, sometimes it's the right time. Sometimes it's their time. Sometimes it's a time for a guy like Chris Paul to make it there. 
And will this be looked at as, you know, not so much like the bubble as the bubble and the Lakers won and some people tried to put that out there, but will they look at this and go, well, they had the perfect situation because, you know, AD got hurt. They were down at the Lakers. He got hurt. They didn't have yeah. to face Kawhi and Paul George. You know, uh, Mike Conley was hurt. So they, they kind of had that path. Giannis is kind of banged up in the finals. Um, so are, are they going to be looked upon as they didn't have to play that firepower Brooklyn team? So, I mean, winning is winning. But are people looking at it that way? Like, oh, they got lucky in order to do it. Yeah. Well, first of all, Rodney, say hello to LL for me. Um, we have a great time together. Oh, well. Old, old friends, yes. old, old friends, like right. back rock and right. days. Uh, that, no, that's uh, what he said. I, that's what he said. Yeah. When you were uh, collaborating on Rock the Bells, yeah. he said he loved you. The one pan leg thing—that was me. That LL Cool J got that from me. Yes. By the way, in the late nineties. Yes. Um, right. The uh, <laughs> I, I think though, guys, that uh, yeah, I mean, it's their time. Um, I don't think there's any question that it's like like the the path is there for you. Um, you got to walk through it, and and I think critics, um, you know, kind of always exist. Uh, look at the last two NBA titles, which have come with massive sort of like discussion points, right? Like, well, you know, Toronto beat the Warriors, but Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. Clay Thompson got hurt. They didn't get him at their best, and they won. Guess who doesn't care about that? Anybody involved with the Toronto? <laughs> Like they are all perfectly mm-hmm. happy, perfectly content to have that yes. title. Uh, you know, last year in the bubble, um, you, you know, uh, which ends very credibly with the Lakers holding that, that championship trophy up. But, you know, I mean, I think under those circumstances, like it wasn't like they had to, to, to walk the – they didn't have to, to, to plow the, the toughest uh, soil necessarily, really? and they were in a yeah. situation that they were perfectly equipped for. And so, good for them. They were – they won the title. They, they're going to count it, you know. And I and I think Chris Paul, Phoenix, Devin Booker, whoever it is, if if, if they Chris Paul specifically, when we talk about legacy, if he wins this title, um, and, and people say to him, "Well, Chris, it doesn't really count," uh, he should laugh in their face because it absolutely counts. Uh, winning is very very hard. Luck has always been a part of winning. And by the way, who's had worse luck than Chris Paul? Who's had horrible yeah. luck? who's gotten injured at all sorts of times, who in this very postseason had his shoulder, a shoulder stinger, um, you know, 10, 10 minutes into the postseason against the Lakers, had to play one-armed um, for most of that series, caught COVID, um, despite being vaccinated, caught COVID uh, before the conference finals and had to miss time. Like, he's been unlucky. The Suns have been unlucky, too. They're just really good. And, um, you know, they've been really good and they're getting more and more confident, you know, as games go along. And if they win this title this year, it's not like things are going to roll back next year and people are just going to be like, all right, well, the Suns will be back in seventh where we all expected them. Like, they, 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 this feels a little bit like an arrival. And I think uh, Adam Silver said this, you know, like a, a little bit of a changing, a transition period in the NBA, maybe a changing of the guard when you see, you know, what Trey Young has done and what you saw when you saw what, you know, Devin Booker and the way he's played, um, you, you know, obviously Giannis in the box, like this, this, maybe this is a moment, a pivot point moment, nothing lasts forever. And, and so whether it's luck or whatever it is, um, the Suns are, are good and uh, they, they are very, very good at home. 
Hey, hey, Dan, real quick. I, mean, I know Chris Paul's obviously had a decision to make whether he opts in or opts out. There's a the thought that he opts out yep. and tries to get a couple more years. Um, what about that rest? Can they keep the, the rest of the guys together? I mean, where's Booker and where's Payne and Bridges and, and Aiton and those guys? Are, are they looking like, like you said, they're, they're, it's an arrival, but it's an arrival because they can keep the, that core together, right? Yeah, I mean, it's going to get expensive fast, you know, and, and that's how it goes. Um, luckily, it's sort of spread out in a way in which they, you know, they should be able to do it if they have some sort of appetite to, to go into the tax. Um, you, you know, um, just like Luca um, is, is, you know, extension eligible. Uh, so is DeAndre Ayton, and you would anticipate that to be a pretty healthy extension. Um, he's been terrific. And Mikel Bridges as, as a wing is like another guy who's like, you know, um, he, he hopefully, I, I know, I know they love him. So it, it's, I, I think it does feel like they're on a path. I mean, the Chris Paul part of this is sort of like, you know, time does come from everybody. Um, what does he want to do this off season? You would think he'd want to stay, especially after he wins. Um, it'd be weird if he didn't, uh, that he will have suitors if he wants to be a free agent. You mean he's not Knicks. coming to the Lakers? He's not coming uh, to the uh, Lakers? Dan? I don't think they, I don't think they could, I don't think the Lakers can afford him. Um, you know, based on what he's going to get, I, I do think the Knicks could, if they wanted to do that. Um, his old agent, Leon Rose is running that team that, that has been really? sort of a whisper, but, but I just don't think he's going to, there was some chatters. There was some chatters. There was some chatters, uh, in the waters in the Italian waters in the med, uh, Dan, that there could be a possibility of Chris Paul in the Lakers. Well, and look, I mean, I, I think, I think that would be interesting. You do see LeBron out there tweeting um, at Chris Paul. Yeah. But that stuff. LeBron also, though, by the way, very publicly has criticized the union a bunch and a lot of their yes. stuff, that, which is directly involved with Chris Paul, too. Um, so that, that's a complicated relationship, I think. It, it, it would be interesting. I mean, you would have to throw a bunch of stuff together in a sign-and-trade, um, you know, unless Chris Paul wants to come play for $9 million a year, which I don't think he wants to. Um, he helped negotiate the rules to allow for himself to get this contract that he has now and the one that he will get. Like, this is all part of his job in the union. Like, this was all sort of laid out that way, too. I, I think he's going to want to get paid. Um, do I think Chris Paul will ever be a Laker? I think it's possible. Like, I kind of had a conversation with someone the other day that it was sort of like, I could see Chris Paul signing a three-year deal in Phoenix, playing out the first two years and then getting traded. Like, I could see some version of that. Um, I, I just have a hard time seeing him walk from such a good situation, especially when he's winning. Uh, on the topic of the Lakers, rumors, whispers, Montrez Harrell for DeAndre yeah. Jordan. What do you think of that? Ugh. Uh, yeah, I kind I of mean, felt the same way. That's sort of how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I did. You do? I kind of felt that way. Yeah, that, yeah I mean, that's – look um, – yeah, I mean, Wait, but doesn't 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 uh, doesn't doesn't DeAndre fit better than Montrez does? He couldn't play Montrez in the playoffs. I mean, healthy DeAndre. I mean, I mean, look, and DeAndre is someone who I who I like very much for my time covering him. Um, good dude. Uh, the Nets couldn't play DeAndre Jordan either in the playoffs. Um, so I I I don't think I don't think you need less floor spacing. Certainly. Um, I don't think so. Uh, look, if you have options with Montrez Harrell, 
um, you know, via trade, if he's going to opt in and wants to go somewhere else, I, I, I would, I would look very long and hard at guys who could shoot it a little bit more. Um, you know, if you're talking about DeAndre Jordan coming in, you're doing it as is he your starting center? Um, I would guess not. Uh, I don't think that's good enough anymore at, at his stage in, of, of his career. So I don't think that's an upgrade. All right. Well, you're headed Montrez off. Montrez is not a good fit with the Lakers. Montrez is not a good fit with the Lakers, right? yeah. but I don't think that's an upgrade. All right. Before we let you go, you're headed off to Tokyo. You're going to be covering the Olympic yep. Games. Uh, are you any, As you head over there and you're going to be covering basketball, do you have any concerns about the virus and what people are saying? Yeah. I have a lot of concerns. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I am vaccinated, and I have been very encouraged by the, the you know, I mean, I've, I've been having to be tested here and during the finals, and, you know, I've thankfully I've been good, um, you know, throughout this process. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned, um, I think. I'm concerned about sort of, the lack of spectacle, too. Like, will it feel like an Olympics? How flat is this going to feel? Um, you know, will what's it like going to be? What's it going to be like to be in a country where people don't really want you there or want the games to be happening there because there's more important issues happening? Like, all of that stuff is on my radar. It's 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 uh, yeah, concern's a good word. I think for it, anxious. I look. I will be happy to check in with you guys via. Be a pre-recorded phone call. Um, I don't think I'll be waking up at three three forty-five in the morning or something like that. But maybe, who knows? Maybe I will. Well, to be honest with you, given the the state of the country there and that no fans will be there, what else you got to do? You might as well get up, Dan. I mean, what? Are yeah, you gonna do? I mean, look. If if Rodney can tell Magic to keep it down in the back, and and, and you know the 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 dice game that's happening or whatever you guys are doing around you know on the yacht today if you can tell those guys to keep it down I I think I can make it happen too all right safe travels and uh, we will check in with you we we will check in with you from Tokyo so safe travels all right thank you very much Rodney you two get back home safe all right thank you buddy who's ready for a little know your squad Friday who somebody who wants some? You're going to get some. Nevertheless. 866-987-2570. First caller. You call, Kevin will pick you up, put you on the air, and you're playing Rodney and Ronnie. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight. It's a whole lot of money in this month. Bobby. It's a whole lot of money in this month. Oh, yeah. We found it for you, Freddy. Well, be it. Found it for you, Freddy. Today, afternoon delight. This whole lot of money remix by Bia. You, you got it. You ask and you get. That's right. That's how it works. I love it. The Massachusetts native teamed up with Nicki Minaj on this track, which was released late last night. The song is a remix to the track that first appeared on the 29-year-old's 2020 EP entitled For Certain. In a Twitter post, Bia wrote, I love you at Nicki Minaj. I know you didn't have to, and you did, and you will always have my heart. Nothing will ever change. Thank you. Again, today's Afternoon Delight is a whole lot of money remixed by Bia featuring Nicki Minaj. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Know your squad. Right, 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 right now. Hey, 
Hey, join us live and in person today, starting at 3 for the next stop on the Petros and Muddy Chevy Summer Tour at Rock and Brews Restaurant in Tustin. And enter now for your chance to win a Chevy Silverado, the number one selling full-size pickup in California. Details at am570lasports.com. Daniel and Dwarty, are you there? I'm here, Fred. How you doing? Good. How are you today? Doing good, sir. Outstanding. How's it going, Ronnie? I'm great. How are you? You ready to go? Let's go. Ready to go. I haven't, had, I haven't had much competition this week. I really haven't. No offense, Ronnie, but I haven't. And I need some. So you ready? I'm ready. Definitely ready. Ronnie, are you ready? Let's I am go. ready to go. go. I'm feeling good, ready to take on Rodney Pete. Okay, it's Know Your Squad. <laughs> Today the squad is the Bruins. And to Know Your Squad, I have to give you all five choices. All five choices before you answer. If you answer before all five choices are given, you are locked out. Good luck. Which of these players led the UCLA basketball team in scoring this past season? Jaime Jaquez, Jules Bernard, Tiger Campbell, Johnny Juzang, or Johnny Cage? Johnny Juzang. Jules Bernard. Jaime Jaquez. Okay, the answer was Johnny Juzang. Ronnie got it. Good start. But, Daniel, you were in there. You took a shot, and that's the way you have to be. Here's your next one. Definitely. Who holds the men's basketball team record for most steals in a career with 235? Darren Collison, Earl Watson, Tyus Edney, Cameron Dollar, or Creflo Dollar? Darren Collison. Earl Watson. <laughs> Earl Watson. And it is no good. Oh, Earl Watson is right. Daniel Collins. And Daniel had it first. Yeah, yeah Daniel did. got it. Daniel got me. Creflo Dollar, huh, Fred? That, how do you say it? Kevin? <laughs> Creflo, you got it right, Fred. I thought he might struggle with throwing Creflo. You got to know Creflo. Oh, yeah. You don't know Creflo Dollar? You, know, you got to know Creflo. Oh, yeah. Come I do, but I, yeah, it slipped my mind. Here's, here's what, here was what the problem was. I said it. Ronnie, you giggled. And Kevin, you started chuckling. And I thought, okay, I've just butchered this guy's poor name. But no. He's not poor. He's fine. Trust me. No. That's right. Yeah, he's fine. He's got his name is Dollar for a reason, yep. Fred. Okay. Fred. Can I ask you a question? And it's your yeah. your dollar. <laughs> Who is Creflo Dollar? He's a uh, what would you call him? Like a super? I'm not a super pastor, but a yeah. celebrity pastor, celebrity super televangelist, pastor. something like that. Yeah, I think that's a televangelist. Yes, there you oh, go. Okay. Televangelist. That would be the. You see the guy with the yeah, wacky hair. That would be the best way. Sometimes you would see him late night at 2 a.m. Fred. Yep. Sometimes because he's always working, making the dollar. Always working. Creflo Dollar, okay. yes. Bill Walton and Gail Goodrich are one and two in school history for most points scored in a regular season game with 44 and 42 points, respectively. Which of these players holds the mark for the third highest scoring game with 39? Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, Dejon Thompson, Isaac Hamilton, or Isaac Lowenkron? Russell Westbrook. Kevin, Kevin Love. No good. Who, who, Rodney? Kevin Love. How about new? I said Kevin Love. Oh, why? Why? why would you do that? Why I didn't hear you. So, uh, who is it? I forget the choices again. <laughs> oh, you want the choices? I did too. You want the choices again? Yeah, yeah I did please. Too. All right. After the ones I said didn't work, yeah. I was still thinking about Creflo. Yeah, all right. Here they are. Kevin Love, Russell Don Westbrook. Don McClain. He's not no, on the list. Uh, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, okay. Dejon Thompson, Isaac Hamilton, Dijon Isaac Lovenbron. Isaac Hamilton. Isaac Hamilton. Wait a minute. Who did you say, Daniel? He Dijon said Dijon. He said, he's locked out, though. No, he's not. I already gave the choices once. Are you changing the rules now, Fred? 
if you've already given the question, the, cha- the uh, that's not in the fine print, Kevin. No, Fred did give them all out once, so if he's in the process of giving them out again and someone answers, then you're eligible to yell it out. Okay, and you said Dejan Thompson. Is that correct, Daniel? Yes, I did. Correct. Daniel has the lead. Right. Ronnie, you're changing the rules in the middle of the game. Thank you for the clarification, Fred. All right. Terry Donahue holds the school record for most bowl wins with eight, who is second on the list with two bowl victories. Boy, that's not many. Carl Durrell. Jim Mora, Bob Toledo, Dick Vermeil, or Dick Enberg? Bob Toledo. Dick Vermeil. Bob Toledo. Dick Vermeil. No good. Dick Vermeil. Jim Mora. Jim Mora, Rodney. Jim Mora. Yep. Jim Mora is correct. So here we are. Two to go. Daniel's got the lead with two. Ronnie and Rodney have won. Ed O'Bannon was the team's leading scorer in their national championship season in 1995. Who was UCLA's second leading scorer that year? Charles O'Bannon, Tyus Hedney, Toby Bailey, J.R. Henderson, or Harry Henderson? Toby Bailey. Charles O'Bannon. No good. Ed O'Bannon. No, senor. The other guy. Tyus Hedney. Tyus Hedney, Rodney. Tyus Hedney. The other guy, Ronnie? I like Well, I forgot his name. Yeah, the other guy. You did a Rodney. No, senor. That other guy. Yeah. How about you? So this is it. The final question. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go. you have two. Daniel, you have two. Ronnie, you have one. Anybody's game at this point. Which of these men was the last non-kicker to be named a consensus All-American? Maurice Drew, Anthony Barr, Justin Hickman, Kenny Clark, or Kenny May? Maurice Drew. Kenny Clark. Maurice Drew. Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr. Ronnie. Kenny Clark. It's Anthony Barr, Ronnie. And that means today we ended a three-way tie. Never lost. Still haven't. So, uh, Daniel, good job. You know, uh, a fine representation go, for you today, and uh, you end with a tie. I got a sweat days. in today, Fred. Did you a little bit? Yeah, I got a sweat in today. Yeah, a little bit. That was good, Daniel. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hey, Daniel, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. Have a terrific weekend. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate you guys, too.